and welcome into Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley, as always with you on this Monday evening. Mitch, so much to talk about as always. The hockey regular season fully underway now. Most of these teams playing two games. Uh, MLB playoffs. We are in the LCS round. Plenty to talk about there. A whole weekend of NFL with a Monday night preview about the Cowboys and the Chargers. How about them Cowboys? And um, college football sprinkled in there somewhere. So glad, as always, to be here with you, buddy. Um, where do we start? Got to be playoffs in MLB, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it's got to be, uh, yeah, the playoffs. There's only one sport that's in the playoffs right now. I think it's the I think it's the most important thing going on in sports at this moment. Definitely the most important thing in my life. Uh, I, I would agree with the, but, the uh, first statement there. Yeah, so as we get into this conversation, as always, 610-683-4058 if you want to join us uh, on the phone here. Would love to hear from you. I know we got a lot of things to talk about, especially locally. I mean, we got, uh, I guess, I think the two closest teams by proximity and fan base uh, losing this week. We got the uh, the Birds and the Giants both coming up short. Um, you know, the Eagles losing to another New York team and the Jets. Uh, but we got, like you said, MLB playoffs and LCS kicking off tonight. Any Phillies fans want to call in? Want to vibe with us here, with me? I know Jackson Mets fan, but uh, I'm getting excited. Got the Schwarber jersey on. All sorts of stuff to talk about in sports. Got a big uh, Penn State-Ohio State game coming up. That's more so for the Wednesday show. Yes. But college football is in full swing and getting toward those big-time games that really start deciding conferences and everything, playoff structure and all that. Um, so we got a ton to talk about. And as you mentioned, hockey. If you want to talk some uh, some skates, definitely oh, yeah. jump on in. So 610 683-4058. would love to hear from you. Jack, take it away. Where are we going first, AL or NL? Well, let's take it down to H-Town, my friend, and let's talk about the ALCS. Where they're stronger than a hurricane. Yeah, as the song goes. Yep. Um, I guess you could say welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show, because Rangers. we're in the early parts of heavy hitters, but also the Texas Rangers have uh, burst onto the postseason scene. They haven't lost yet. No, they haven't. They took game one, two to nothing, backed by a great start from Jordan Montgomery, one of the uh, big-time pitchers and, and pitcher stories of the postseason, going six and a third in that game one. Five hits, one walk, six Ks, has so far a 2.08 ERA in the postseason in three starts. Uh, 17 and a third inning, so good job for him. The 30-year-old Southpaw acquired. From the Cardinals at the trading deadline by the Rangers, and that's proven to be a pivotal move uh, for this Texas ball club. Um, Leody Tavares had probably the biggest hit of this game. For sure. At the nine hole, hit a solo home run in the fifth inning of this one to make it 2 nothing Rangers. Give them that insurance. Uh, and then you know, they kind of took it home from there. Other big play in the eighth inning, Bregman hit a deep oh, fly ball to left center field. Rookie Evan Carter in left field. Makes a great play going into the alley, reaches up in front of the wall, makes the catch, but Altuve rounded second, didn't retouch the base. It was deemed on video review, got doubled off, and that killed any sort of a rally the Astros had uh, in the late innings of that one. They get blanked at Minute Maid Park, trail the series 1-0, and they're now in a deep hole early in Game 2. Current score, Rangers up 4 to nothing in the second. They're getting to Framber Valdez early and often in this one. Yeah, uh, doing what they started uh, the night with last night, which is, you know, playing some small ball. 
Um, you know, you talked about the Tavares home run, but their first run came, I believe, in an RBI single, right, by uh, Mr. Jonah Heim? Yes, singled yep. in uh, Carter. So, you know, the uh, the Rangers proven they can use that big, that big batted offense uh, to win in a couple different ways, and they did just enough to do that last night. Um, just the two runs, but with the help of some great pitching and that great defensive play, that uh, was enough to get the 1-0 series lead. By the way, we've seen some fantastic defensive plays throughout the postseason. I mean, you look from the the play at the wall last night, uh, the obviously the Michael Harris double play to end game two of the uh, NLDS. Uh, I think of the Trey Turner, Trey Turner double play. I was remember that, for in, that in game one? Surprised even, you didn't start with that. Well, because it wasn't. I, I'd, I'd argue it's the most unimpressive of the of the three. Yeah, um, and even like the the Rojas catch. It was a big defensive play to keep the uh, the Braves from scoring there. Yep. A lot of defensive highlights this postseason. Really love to see it. It's a part of the game I definitely minimize. Uh, I, I think bats always prove more important than defense. But, I mean, defense really making some pivotal plays in these in these playoffs so far. Crazy thing is, with that game one last night with Verlander Montgomery both pitching six-plus innings, it was the first time that happened this postseason. Did not happen in the LDS round where both starting pitchers went more, uh, six plus innings. Crazy, crazy that it took till the LCS round for that to occur to get like a, a true pitcher, true duel. pitchers duel. Yep, you know, I, there's been some good ones in in recent. I think of uh, Wheeler Darvish last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really intense pitchers duel. Uh, game one of that uh, CS series. So Rangers looking to take a commanding two nothing series lead with the home field advantage coming up for three games. Jack, how do you see this series shaking out as we sit here during Game 2? Well, uh, if I had to say right now, I'm taking the Rangers in 5. Rangers in 5. I mean, they hold on to win this game. They're up by 4. Houston's going to have to rally a comeback, and, you know, there's a team who can use their postseason experience to leverage a comeback. It is this Astros ball club, but, man, they just look flat right now. They do. Offense just can't cash in. This reminds me, especially Game 1, reminded me a lot of the Braves-Philly series. In the sense that the Astros threatened but could never score. You know? Really, the Astros' only uh, best and only uh, major scoring opportunity came when they had the bases loaded, which they did with two outs yeah. in, I believe, in the, the fourth. fourth inning. Yep. But um, then the eighth, they presented that opportunity before the double play. Yeah, between the, uh, I believe, from the fifth through the ninth, they the minimum number of batters came up just because that that double play in the, uh, in yeah. the eighth inning. I don't know. Um, yeah, it it really, felt like that kind of vibe, though. Well, the thing like with the, the Astros, Astros always had the ability to get back, but the Rangers just shut them down. That's because the Astros have such quick strike ability. All of the, almost all of those players, taking out Maldonado because he's terrible at batting, but uh, most of those players can go deep at any given moment. I mean, you look up and down the line: um, Altuve, Jordan uh, Alvarez, uh, Pena. Even like that lineup, that that game can switch in an instant, which it almost did on the Bregman ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we get back into our MLB postseason discussion real quick, we do have a message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.kutztown.edu slash KUR, find live events slash remotes, read the reminders, and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an eboard member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event, no exceptions. This message is brought to you by the ready voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Yep. All right. 
Rolling on hour number one, talking all things ALCS between the Rangers and the Astros. The Battle of Texas, the first time this has ever transpired in the postseason. I think it's really cool. By and large, because the Astros only moved to the AL side in 2013 and have seen vast amounts of success pretty much ever since. You know, 13 and 14 were not good years for them, but really since 2015, this has been the dominant power in the American League. I think it's seven straight ALCSs for them. Yes, it is. Reaching the World Series in four of the first six. Yeah, tale of two teams here. I mean, the Astros, like we just highlighted, that sustained dynasty-like success. Whereas the Rangers, I, I can't stress this enough, they're two seasons removed from losing over 100 games. Yeah, crazy. It's unbelievable to but, turn around. But they 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 have shown, the Rangers are a model. Spend the money and spend it right and yep. you will win. Exactly. They're fourth highest in payroll. This team was a bottom feeder a couple years ago, like you mentioned. That was a great point, Mitch. But they get Seager. They get Simeon. Boom. They bring in DeGrom. They get Scherzer at the deadline. They get the big names on the pitching front. Jordan Montgomery already referenced. Huge acquisition for them. Nathan Ivaldi is an absolute dog in the postseason. In the post, he's, he's Mr. Lights. Had, 2021 was a bit of a rough postseason for him, but 18 okay. and this year have been really, really solid. Yep. And he's overall got career numbers, a sub-3 ERA in the postseason. The guy is just an animal when he takes them out. He's just got that different... He's just got that different edge to him, man. You yeah. like When he takes the ball, it's just, pff, look out. Just yeah, it's very look impressive. Out. Yep, absolutely couldn't agree more. Um, one of the final things I had on this series, though, um, this was just a humorous thing. Jack and I were watching this game last night, and thank goodness uh, Joe Davis was on the call and not Mitchell Smedley, <laughs> because uh, so a lot of times, especially if I'm, not, if I'm not looking right at the TV, the way that the audio is mixed on Fox, like on these national broadcasts, every time it hits the bat, sounds like it's going out of the park. And there was a ball when it was it was hit. I believe it was the uh, Rangers at bat. Yeah, and and. The Dolis Garcia at the Garcia plate. at the plate, and he hit it, and I just go, "That's correct!" And it was a pop out in foul territory to first base. I thought it was, I thought it was long gone. Oh, that one's correct! And I see it, and I'm like, "This is a routine pop up to the first baseman <laughs> that he's going to easily put away." Yeah, in foul territory. so I zoom out, and I see the guy settling under it. I just go, "Oh." <laughs> It would have been funny if it was like, you know, it would have been under, like, uh, I shouldn't say understand, but it would have been like, okay, if it's like just a fly ball. Lazy fly ball. to left field. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, yeah. the guy just got under it. No, just a straight up pop out into foul ground. Yeah. Very, very funny. Um, yeah, man. It just feels like it's the Rangers' year so it far. It definitely does. Absolutely does, which scares me. Plenty can change. It scares me. By the way, I'm thinking about it. So I know the Astros went to the World Series in 17. They beat... Oh, who did they beat in that LCS? Can't remember off the top of my head, but they won that World Series. 18, they lost to Boston, who went to the who won the World Series. 19 went to the World Series by beating the Yankees. Oh, they beat the Yankees in the ALCS in 17. Mm-hmm. They beat them in 17 and 19. Went on to lose the 19 World Series to the Nationals. Mm-hmm. 2021. 2020, they lose to the Rays. That's right. Yep. In the COVID year before the Rays lost to the Dodgers. To the Dodgers. 2021, they win again. Lost, lost to, to Atlanta. The Last year win. Obviously, thanks for remember that. that Appreciate story. that. So it's not like I just singled out that. Year. I know. I, I know. went like, you know, I know. Uh, chronologically. That's it through yep. every through every year. Twenty sixteen. Um. Yeah. So sixteen, they didn't make it. No. Seven didn't. started in seventeen. So yep. they made the LDS round, I think, or I don't know. I don't know. I think they did. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the twenty sixteen postseason. What a weird one. Um. Mets were there. Cubs won. Yeah, Mets were Cubs the wild the card. Indians. Yeah, the Cubs beat yeah the then Indians. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the World Series, correct. So, I don't even know who the Cubs beat in the in the LCS that year. 
Oh, I know that. Um, was it the Giants? Why don't I remember that? Ooh. They beat the Pirates at one point. Pirates? They, I don't do not think the Pirates Out in, that in Pittsburgh, yeah. And uh, Schwarber hit one to the Allegheny. No, I thought the Cubs won the Central that year. They didn't. They, I thought. Look it up. I think the I think the Pirates made I the postseason. I think that might have been fifteen. Was that fifteen? Yeah, I think it was fifteen because the Mets had home field in the LCS before they swept the Cubs because they won Game Four in Wrigley. Really? Because I feel like yeah, Schwar- that was wasn't Schwarber's rookie year twenty sixteen, and he was a big part of that series. Um, I was I was semi invested. Young me was semi invested in this Cubs team. I don't know. I, I I'll I, look it up on the break. Yeah, we'll look but. it up at the break. Just confirm that. But I think it was fifteen because the Mets had home field in that LCS series. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it was the LCS. I'm just saying like at one point I was trying to narrow it down, trying to get the wheel start. But the yeah. LCS, yeah, I forget who they beat. Oh, that's gonna drive me wild. But uh, I don't Dodgers. Think it, yeah, I, I think it had to be like the Dodgers. Yeah, I think so. So, anyways, we kind of got off on a tangent. There. Yeah, we did. We we uh, we took a trip down memory lane. Want to use this to history. transition to the NL? So, yeah, let's speak of a team who uh, hasn't had the track record of record of success recently, like Two the of Astros them. have. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. Again, this team was also an 100 loss team a couple years ago. Yeah, 2021, a very rough year for Arizona. Um, they were probably one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. That's how bad they were. Um, but. Here they are. Two short years later, they've turned it around, not really by spending the money, but by getting the right pieces to surround their developing young guys. Got to tip the cap to the D-backs front office for making some great trades and signings. The Gabriel Moreno trade looking like a beautiful one for this Diamondbacks team. Looks like their catcher of the future. Veterans like Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, Marte who they signed a couple years back and have kept him around, has been very huge along with Christian Walker. Evan Longoria, though, I want to talk about him. I was going to bring him up, too, that veteran presence, man. He is the glue guy for this team, man. He's He's the culture dude. He's the locker room guy. Exactly. While he's not putting up the MVP numbers he once did, man, his role and his importance to the Diamondbacks is, I think, immeasurable. Yeah, Another great double play that I forgot to mention in this playoffs. Wildcard round, yep. yep. Fifth inning of that game. Bases, Bases loaded. loaded, dude. Hot that was shot. a pivotal point in that game, and Longoria was there for it. Yep, it was a hot shot to third, leaping grab, fires to second, doubled him off. Ended the inning. Saved, saved some runs and kept the D-backs ahead, because I would have played it at least high the game. Yeah. Probably giving them the lead. The D-backs, another team that has not lost in the postseason yet. And... By the way, 4-1, Houston on the board. Jordan Alvarez, fifth home run of the postseason. Takes Evolve. Gross. Deep. Never want to hear that phrase again. So, he just continues to mash. He, he is, is incredible. very good at hitting baseballs. So, I found this stat. Actually, I didn't find it. I can't, I can't lie. The I one that sent- you told me last night? Yes. This is crazy. Everyone listen to this. This is crazy. So, we're at like a minute before a break. I'll leave you with this before we step aside. Every team who has beaten the Milwaukee Brewers in the postseason has advanced to the World Series. Now, some of these teams have won it. Um, It starts back in 1981. I will read you the list of teams. The Yankees beat them in the World Series in 81. The Cardinals beat them in 82. Phillies in 08 beat the Brewers in their run to the World Series title. Which, by the way, long playoff winning drought from 82 to 08. Yeah. Didn't win a playoff series. Or, uh, I guess, yeah, because they weren't World Series champs. Yeah, exactly. Um, they never won it. And actually, is that just a total playoff drought? Because no one beat them in the playoffs, and they never. Yeah, and they never yeah. won the World Series. Yeah, yeah, I guess they just didn't make. They it just didn't make years. it for twenty six years. Yeah, it's terrible. That's rough. Two thousand eleven Cardinals 
won them, beat the Brewers, went on to win the World Series. Dodgers in 2018 lost to Boston, but went there. Nationals won the World Series. Dodgers in 2020 won the World Series. Braves in 2021 won the World Series. So the last three teams to beat the Brewers in the postseason have all went on to win the title. What is the fate? of the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll let you ponder that question. We're going to step aside for first break of today's show. When we come back, further MLB discussion, as always, if you want to call in, get your thoughts on the show, dial 610-683-4058 to call in and to heavy hitters. But we'll be back momentarily on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KORC Kutztown's Heavy Hitters. It's Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. I'm Mitchell Smedley. That's Jack Heim. A much calmer edition of heavy hitters, as opposed to our last show. Yes, yep. it is. And as we're talking about the MLB playoffs, NLCS, I got to admit, Jack, I was dead, dead, dead wrong about something. I uh, believed that the Phillies would fold after their Game 2 loss in the DS. I uh, believe I went on the record as saying the Braves would score double digits in each of the in each of Games 3 and 4. They you scored did went a, on the record and said that. They scored a grand total of three. I think it's a reminder for you to stay grounded. Don't get over emotional, and that's but here's my, that's your one con as a sports fan. If I had to critique your, sports I just fandom. You I've are seen this team so hyper emotional so often. And You're so used to the old Phillies that you can't accept as much as this hurts to say from a Mets fan. You can't accept what they've become the last two years. I can't. I it's it. It boggles my like it's you're you're just so used to the, the team no hitter going to finally fall apart. The the combination of the no hitter, the McCormick catch, and the Alvarez home run reminded me what every other year I of my sports watching I career has felt. The like. thing is, I wouldn't say that's the Phillies falling apart. I no, think, it's not them falling. I think it's, it's just the them Astros losing. just showing that they were the better team. And yeah, they I were agree. the best team in baseball last year, and why they should have and did win the World Series. It was just a painful series of events. Exactly. It I'm was just, just expecting this team to break my heart at every turn. Exactly. It was three tough pills to swallow right in a row. Yeah. You get no hit at home. Just shakes you to your core in, a, in the World Series. It was the worst. No hit. It was disgusting. That's where the like you just so feel, many of the like, videos like I've you just you feel come empty from. out of that. Yeah, and then the defensive play in Game Five, you're like, it happened again, another back-breaking play. Yep. And then you go to Game Six, and of course the Alvarez home runs happens again. I don't want to talk about it too too much. Just but stunning. Yeah. Three but, three tragic moments that happened in three straight games that were all losses to end your season. It, it was it was tough. It's brutal. So I get why your skepticism's there. I get why you don't fully think this team might be able to finally get over the top. Well, not finally. It's not like they, you know, it's not yeah, been like a 50-year drought. 2008, 15 yeah. years. Which, so. you know, feels forever because I wasn't really conscious for that. Um, but, anyways, I say all this to say that this Phillies team has felt somewhat different. Just watching them rally around their superstar in Bryce Harper and, and really watching the two guys that were at the center of the controversy the most, Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos, after his uh, comments about, you know, we, we punch back when we've been punched in the face. And seeing those two combine for uh, six home runs over those two games was incredible. Um, it's just been nothing short of amazing. Score and, update. Oh, score. Yeah, four to one. Oh, wait, you did say that. Uh, sorry, did you get one before I did? It I didn't now see one. Five to one, Texas. Five to one. The Rangers respond. Jonah Heim hits his first home run of no the playoffs. No way. Nice. Five one, Texas. They are hammering Framber Valdez in game two. Astros on their heels, potentially dropping both at Minute Maid Park. That shot. We're heading me. to Arlington for games three, four, and five. I think essentially ending this series. I don't think there's any wow. way. I don't think there's any way the Astros would take all three in Arlington to get a series lead. Oh, wow. They would be fortunate to take two and get it back to Houston, in my mind. 
So, Framer Valdez has always been the uh, the pitcher on that team I'm most scared of. And uh, that shocks me that they've gotten five in the first, how many innings? Two or three? Third inning. Yeah. Third inning. Now, there's nobody on the third, but he's given up five runs already. Two plus innings. So That's unbelievable. It is. It is quite, quite surprising. But, so. uh, hey, that, that series is shaping up to be really good. I don't think it's over by any stretch. Believe I'm me, not if, saying if there's uh, one team uh, that can throw together three quick victories. I mean, they did win <laughs> two on the, the road in Minnesota. So they did. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe this team's just the road warriors. Astros do have two errors in this game. Uh, just quickly getting a who those are on. Yep. But anyways, if you want to lay into me for my senseless takes about the Phillies, 610-683-4058. Oh, that's um, with both. Wow. Really? Man. Oh, himself. That's yeah. crazy. He has two errors, two errors both on him. Self-inflicted wounds. Yep. Shooting himself in the golden foot, if you will. Stop. <laughs> um, but we got to get back on track here. The Phillies, yeah. uh, this this revitalized Phillies crew, uh, heading to the NLCS. They released their roster today. There was thought that potentially Reese Hoskins could be on it. He is not. No. Uh, well, Thompson said that it was possible, but he has said that the World Series is a more realistic goal. Uh, if they were to Honestly, make it that far. Honestly, bull take wouldn't bring him back. So I've heard people say this. I disagree. I would not bring him. Dude, okay. So here's the thing. I can already see it happening now. Let's say in this hypothetical scenario, the Phillies get to the World Series. And Reese Hoskins comes to bat in a critical situation. Mind you, the guy has not batted all year. He's been out for the whole season. He's going to get no rehab work. He was just down in a emergency camp. So, yeah, emergency camp. Yeah, you can't simulate World Series game reps on a backfield. I, I don't know. care who you are. I know. He was in the World Series last year. And he is a streaky hitter. I know. Everyone who follows the Phillies knows this. Imagine if he starts guy, hot, though. Imagine. But you're facing the best of the best. You're in the World Series. I know. You can't I'm just, aware. You can't fluke your way to a World Series. It just doesn't happen. I'm aware. There's too many games for that. The, um, I don't know. It's just... I'd rather have him in my lineup than Johan Rojas. And I get He's you would rather have... Rojas. Well, I think he would. I think what would happen is you keep Harper at first, Hoskins DH, Schwarber left field, Marsh center Ew, field. Ew, I know. No, I am not putting Schwarber in the outfield. Where I'm, are you going to put him then? I'm not doing that. Where would you put Hoskins then? I would... Keep him as a... As a... Platoon DH. Platoon DH? There's a chance you would take Schwarber's bat out of the lineup? He was second in home runs. Yeah. Like, what if there's lefty on the mound? You let Schwarber hit. That's, I, that's fair, I guess. I don't know. I, in my opinion, I keep him off the roster. That's just my humble opinion. I know. I know. And I've heard I've heard both sides. Uh, I just think the electricity that, that would provide to the team would be unimaginable. It's one of those off-the-field things I, that I, I can't be don't, I don't think you need added electricity when you're in the World Series as a team. I think you do. You're in the World Series. That should be enough motivation. Every advantage. But the Phillies, nonetheless. Listen to, your, listen to your leader, Bryce Harper. What about him? He doesn't need that. He doesn't need the Oh, yeah, motivation. he said this is all cake. That so, was a great quote, by the way. That was. That was a great clip. Yeah. I implore you to listen to it if you, can, if you, if, if you have a chance. Yep. Um, anyway, let's start previewing this series. For sure. Mitch. Let's start. Let's Game stop, one let's tonight. dawdling around here. 8.07 on TBS. We got a great pitching matchup tonight. Uh, they got Gallon going, right? Zach Gallon Zach Gallen versus Zach, Zach Wheeler. Wheeler. Battle of the Zachs. Zach on Zach action. Here in Philadelphia, Citizens Bank Park. Philly's going to get the home field advantage for the first time in the last two postseasons last year. With the it's really season. weird, isn't it? Well, Did, the Marlins series, we had home field. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But the first, like... Like, the first major series. Major it's a three series. three-game series. Yeah. First no. time the NLCS has been in Philly since... since 
2009. Did we have it in 09? I think Probably. we did. I think we were the number one seed. So, again, I, I don't know the 09 LCS. Was that the Reds? Who did we beat? No, that was 10. You guys played the Reds because Halliday threw the no-hitter. Yeah, Halliday threw the no-hitter against the Reds. 08 was, I think it was the Dodgers 08 and 09. Wouldn't shock me. Nah, it's so a reasonable Anyway, take. but we're anyways. focusing on 2023 here. Yes, we are. And we got well, we got a great pitching matchup with the, all that Zaction, but we also have uh, some some great lineups, some great hitters, just some really great players at all levels for both of these rosters. Jack, I'm super excited for this series. I know I, I'm personally invested in it. I'll let you uh, kind of, what are your thoughts on it as a whole, tonight's game? Break it all down for us, and then I'll, I'll throw my my flavor in there. I'm interested to see how the Diamondbacks, you know, they didn't have a cool-off period so far. You know, wild card right into the LDS. And they've now been sitting for a couple days. They're young. They're fiery. How do they How do they get back into the mojo? How do they get back into the rhythm? I think you got to, if you're the D-backs here, you got to set the tone early. You got to put the Phillies back on their heels. They haven't really been in that spot so far this postseason. I think you got to put them in a place where they are uncomfortable and haven't been to really see what this team is made of. I wouldn't really call a 1-1 series heading back to Philadelphia being back on your heels. Heading back to um, I would Arizona? Call it, I would call it what? Heading back to Arizona. Yeah. No, 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 I'm referencing the Brave series. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm like saying the Phillies haven't really you know, had their backs against the wall so far. Yeah. And if you're the Diamondbacks, you want to, like, if you can jump on them early, Get the crowd out of it. I think that's something that... It's something every network is talking about. Exactly. The Philly crowd. It's it's like a, a 10th player. Oh, yeah. Seattle it's, has it, a 12th man. In. We have the 10th man. So... And, look, I, I it's a crazy stat, but they talked about it in the Phillies Brave series, and the Phillies never trailed in the Marlins series, by the way. So this stands true for the whole postseason. The whole postseason, so far, the Phillies have trailed at the conclusion of two innings. Two innings they've been losing. That's un- that's an unbelievable stat. Yeah, the end of the eighth and the ninth in game two. End of eighth and ninth, exactly. Um, so you're you're exactly right. Getting out early is important for the Diamondbacks, and that will be tough against Zach Wheeler, who, as we've seen this postseason, comes out firing for about six innings and then starts to tail off. His stuff gets hit a little harder the third time, like a lot harder the third time through the lineup. Um, yep, you're, you're but he good. has been absolutely dealing the first two times through. He he had a, a no hitter in the sixth inning of a, of a game against the Braves, the best offense in baseball in quite some time. He had a no hitter going through five and two thirds. So look for Zach Wheeler to be effective early. I think that should allow the Philly fans to get involved. And quite frankly, then we're going to see if Zach Allen can stand up to this pressure tonight. And my vote is no. This fan base this fan base provides such pressure this on an fan. opposing pitcher. Yeah, just just one guy sitting up in the bleachers. <laughs> this box fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you switch. Know. <laughs> you ever talk into one of those? Uh, yes, I have, dude. That's so fun. So haven't done it in a while, but no, me neither. That, that was like, like when, a, that's more like when you're a kid thing. Yeah, that was like so. my grandparents' shore house because it was so they didn't have air conditioning. We had a bunch of those. I would talk into it, but Phillies. Um, I think they have the better lineup. I think they have the better, the deeper starting staff. I think one-two punch, pretty interchangeable with uh, Nolan Wheeler versus uh, Gallon and Kelly. But uh, I also think the Phillies have a, a better, more rounded bullpen. How do you yeah, see this on a grand scale shaping? That, out? That's a question I got. Uh, you know, talking talking about the bullpens, but we're going to do when we come back. We're going to take a quick thirty-second break. Get our updated traffic report here 
as we are on Rush Hour. So we'll be back in 30 seconds here on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. K-U-R. Don't go anywhere. No accidents in the Lehigh Valley on 22 or 78, Berks County on 222 or 422, Schuylkill County 209, 309 or 61, Carbon County 248 or 443 or on the Turnpike. The 69 News Traffic Center tip line is 610-820-1111. I'm Jeff Bolden in the 69 News Traffic Center. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley, hour number one of our two-hour show. As always, here on KUR. Okay, let's get back on our MLB postseason discussion. We talked about all things ALCS with the Rangers and the Astros, how the first two games have gone, how we think the rest of the series will pan out. For me, I have an update. I got a headline. I haven't seen the video yet. Okay. But apparently a batter in this ALCS game 2, I just saw the name, but I forget who it was, and I just swiped it off my screen, uh, did a cartwheel to avoid getting hit by a pitch. Oh, Dolis Garcia. Yes. Did you see that video? Not the video. I saw the headline. I want to see that video so bad. So, Adolis Garcia making making quite a few headlines with my call last night and his cartwheel tonight. <laughs> it's always an adventure when Garcia steps up. Yeah, it is. Okay. But, Back uh, to the bullpen. You talked about the bullpens of the Phillies. Uh, Diamondbacks. I, I, I hope you know every time I say Diamond, Diamondbacks, I'm about to say Cardinals. It's on the tip of my tongue. Why? Oh, yeah, because Arizona, Arizona I just yeah, immediately, because the Diamondbacks have been irrelevant for some reason. Nah, I think the Cardinals are irrelevant. They yeah, are now. I mean, yeah. they had a couple good years with Palmer, Fitzgerald in the late 2010s. But Larry Fitzgerald is insane. I love that That was call. nice. Love that call. I Honestly, love Collinsworth in the background. If he scores, it's over. Oh, it would have been electric if he would have gotten <laughs> That would have been there. crazy the next got play, it. The next in. play. I love that. When a player gets you down the field and then you give it to him at the goal line, I love that. That is so The way so they gave it to him, too. Flip, little flip to Fitzgerald, he scores! And the Cardinals win an amazing game. That game was ridiculous. Yeah, that was insane. See, well, I miss it. I miss that type of NFL, man. Like, you, you just don't see, like, I don't know. I, that's a whole different can of worms. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of uh, analytics has to do with that. Back to the MLB. With the bullpens, look, I love the eighth and ninth inning combination that Diamondbacks have. Ginkle, oh, it's very good. Ginkle in the eighth. Seawald in the ninth. Those two have been locked down so far this postseason. How does the rest of that bullpen hold up? Do you know, does their lefty Sal Frank did they use situationally? Like, does he get hit this series? Does does Ryan Thompson get hit around? Like, that's the thing. Like, do the middle inning guys hold up as well as they have in the first two rounds? That's the big question because, you know, yes, the Dodgers lineup is good, but it's a top heavy lineup. They have Betts. They have Freeman. And then, you know, of course, J.D. Martinez, the Max Muncy's. But Will then Smith. That, like Will Smith, of course. How could I forget him? Yeah. That's the one guy I was missing. I was like, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Thank you for aiding yeah. me there. But like, He's going to slap you. The thing is, the <laughs> my goodness, like the bottom of that lineup just fades, man. Like it's experienced, but it's just average. The Phillies hold on lineup, a man. The Phillies lineup. Yeah, hold on a man. The Phillies lineup, it's it's more well-rounded than that. Yeah. I mean, really, Rojas is the only guy you can take off if Marsh is in the lineup. He's the only Pache hole. is the eighth yeah. hole. Then you really have an eighth and ninth. It's pretty easy out. Yep. And Marsh is batting tonight. Marsh is in the eighth hole tonight. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the big one that really goes to your point, Castellanos is hitting seventh, and he's the first player in MLB history to have back-to-back multi-home run games in the postseason. Yeah. He's the seven hitter, and he's a stud right now. Uh, he's something that this lineup was missing last year. He was batting sixth and was doing absolutely nothing in the postseason. Trey Turner has come alive. He's got 
two home runs this postseason. He's having a he's the first Philly to have four hits in a postseason game ever. That's crazy. That is that's wild. weird. And then of course Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, um, even Bohm has been awful this postseason so far. Yeah, the lineup has still a lot of double productive. plays for Bohm. Yep, very he, disappointing. Hey, new series. He's had a few days rest. Look for Alec Bohm and Kyle Schwarber to really get going this series. Uh, those are two guys that. Yeah, I a like little this. reset. I like that we're giving our players to watch here. Yeah, a little reset does not hurt. Those those have to be my two guys to watch. Schwarber, just like last year, home. No, I almost said homeless, homerless <laughs> until the uh, until the CS series. Look for Kyle Schwarber to go deep tonight. Uh, give me tonight or tomorrow. I, I'm feeling tonight though, Jack. I don't know why I'm gonna I'm gonna call a Schwarber home run as I'm wearing his jersey. I'm gonna give you a player to watch on the pitching side and the hitting side. Sure. Pitching side. Give me Rangers Suarez as a pitcher to Big watch time. this series. Not only gonna be the, the game three starter, yep. but I think his role I think will be used out of the bullpen. I I, I think he's a game three starter. He is the game three starter, but I think if the series goes late. Like, you know, if oh, they're trying like to it close did against, it out. Uh, the like Padres. They, yeah, if they come back to Philly and it's like a game... Six or seven? Yeah, game six or seven, like if it gets that far. Eighth he'll have a pivotal inning. role. I think Suarez has been huge, not only in the LDS round for them. I mean, yeah, that's really where he made his name, you know, really planted his his seed in that series. I mean, he was so big for the Phillies, the game one. The Two game years four. in a row, got wins in game one. Stepped up. Yep, he's he's a... That man has... You would think he has no pulse. He's always been known as a really calm guy. Um, underrated, very underrated pitcher. Uh, he was turned from a bullpen guy into a starter in late 2021, and he had one of the best ERAs over a like a 365 day period. Never looked back. Never looked back from there. He's been a bright lights pitcher ever since. Um, so yeah, Ranger Suarez. I was gonna say very pivotal player, just because the you know he's going up against uh, who is it? Fought for the for the D backs in Game Three. Yeah, probably. Yep. So that's an important game. That you know the aces aren't on the mound. Ranger Suarez is kind of that undercover ace for the Phillies that really always gets the job done. Not going to run up the strikeout numbers, but he pitches to light contact. Those lazy fly balls and those infield ground balls. And that's where Ranger Suarez makes his money. So, again, great uh, great matchup for you to point out. Uh, Ranger Suarez um, as a starter in Game 3, but then, as you said later, maybe coming out of the bullpen like last year. So, again, mine were Schwarber and uh, Boehm. Yours was Ranger and who you got on the hitting side. Hitting side, ooh. I don't think I, Castellanos... Said, I thought you said you were going to give us one for each. My bad. Oh, no, 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 I, I am. I am. I'm just trying to think. Honestly, I was still thinking. Like, oh, I I'm said sorry. one and one. No, it's honestly my fault because I said one and one and I had the picture right away. <laughs> and I thought I could just, like, pick up a name. Yeah. Mine, the hitting um, side of things and it's just not happening. My picture I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you a little bit more time to think. This may be the obvious answer, but uh, give me Orion Kirkering. Uh, we've seen him a couple not times in postseason. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's kind of been... T- touted as this undercover, not so undercover anymore, weapon for the Phillies. And we talk about having these 8-9 kind of with, um, what is it, Kegel? Kegel? The, uh, how do you pronounce that name? What? The D-backs eighth inning guy. Oh, Ginkle. Ginkle. Yeah. I don't know where I got K from. I, I was so confused with yeah, the K. That's my I'm bad. like, dude, I don't know who Just you're talking about right now. I was looking up and down the roster like all of yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, dude, but, who are you even talking yeah, my about? Bad. I like I don't even know yeah. who that is. Ginkle and SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> but uh going up against Alvarado and Kimbrell, I think having that that lockdown seventh inning guy, and I think that could be where Orion Kirkering, who's now got some playoff experience under his belt, uh he faced some tough Braves hitters. Uh, got some experience in the Marlins series. I think this could really be now where he pops in that kind of middle inning transition. If the the D backs can work around having to have a third guy in their bullpen as a stud and go six or seven from their starter 
into those last two guys. That's big. If, uh, but I feel like the Phillies, especially with Ranger, who typically only goes about four or five, um, I feel like they could really use Orion Kirkring to step up in a big way. The rookie getting it done. Well, I'm going to give you my hitter. It's okay. an obvious name, but I'm going to go with a big take. Oh it's Bryce Harper. Oh, wow. Really? He's going to have the series of his life. He'll he, win NLCS MVP. Again? By far, in a way. There will be not even, I don't care how good anyone else plays. With how good he's going to play in this series, there's not even going to be a discussion. He already had the swing of his life. You think he can minimum top that? three home runs in the series? Minimum, okay. Minimum three home runs. I'm mean, I'm projecting him to go crazy. You think so? Yep. What makes you think so? I think. Oh God. As much as this pains me to say, we were just talking about it. How you was it on the show or was it uh, off air that you said, you know, just from an outside opinion, how lucky we are to have Bryce Harper in Philly. Yeah, man, I did say that off the show, and like, I'm not afraid to say that yeah. on the show. I mean, he is a a special, not only a special player, but he loves the city of Philadelphia. He truly loves he where does. he plays. He signed a 13 year, you know, deal with no opt outs. That shows you that That's he commitment. had belief, faith, and had foresight as to what this team could be. Why? And he, he played in Philadelphia as a guest with the Nationals as a visitor. He, he loves the city, man. He I, I don't think he, you know, he says it a lot, but he truly is fit for Philly. Yep. Um, and just the the level of player he is, the, the type of guy he's grown into um, from, you know, more of a younger, outspoken kind of, I would say more arrogant, tantrum-filled guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he was quick to uh, quick to get emotional in his younger stages with the Nationals, but he punched. I uh, think him and Jonathan Babble. Jonathan Babelbaum, my best friend, Mitchie by the favorite, way. Got, <laughs> yeah. got into uh, got into an altercation in the Nats yeah. dugout. I think he's grown as a player. He's grown sure. as a person since you know, with all his years in the league. And when you grow up in the spotlight, truly a leader. Like he, does. he is an absolute yeah. leader for this team. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was something I could never say about Bryce Harper is that he would be a leader, but. He is. He's grown into a leader. And, look, Bryce Harper, like I said, when you grow up, when you're on the Sports uh, Illustrated cover at 15, you're told to be the number one pick your whole life. It's a lot of pressure, and it can lead to a lot of, like, you know, that, that ego, that that complex that he showed in, in uh, I almost said Nationals, <laughs> in Washington. But he's absolutely, you're absolutely right. He's grown as a person. Now him in this city, I mean, he has, he has what my – all my previous relationships have lacked honesty and commitment. <laughs> God. I know. All right. That's, I'm, that's a joke, by the way. We'll leave you with that. We're stepping off for the final time in hour number one. When we come back, we will shift our focus. Actually, we'll wrap up giving our thoughts in the series, who wins, how many games, and then we'll move on to NFL talk to wrap up hour number one of Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack Hahn, Mitchell Smedley. Hour number one. Rolling on. Mitch is vibing in the music over there. Getting into it. Bopping and vibing. He's loving it. This is this music. That's slaps. 12 to 3 on Wednesdays, by the way. Bopping and vibing. Yeah. Only on KUR. Um, anyway. Talking to MLB. Thoughts. Final thoughts on the uh, NLCS. I said Rangers in five, but I'm actually going to go Rangers in six. I'm going to make a last-minute pivot change, give the Astros an extra game. Rangers in six in the ALCS, and I'm going with in the NLCS. Oh, boy. Bills in five. Oh, bold take. Do you want to explain why? I think For the Phils, I, I know we kind of dove in depth about the Rangers. but I think the young magic runs out for Arizona. It's a great story, a great season, one they will build upon. 
one they can look back on fondly, but alas, it's I think the Phillies are going back to the World Series with a title on their minds, and man, they have a real shot to win it. I know like that's an obvious statement because there's only four teams remaining in this race, <laughs> but like they do. I do. I think it's a more favorable path than last year. I mean, not just who they're going to play this round. I think they can handle the Diamondbacks' strengths better than the last two teams have. We're going to get a call in here. But while I'm still talking about the Diamondbacks, I think they're going to lose in five. Um, I like that Phil's lineup. It's deeper. It's deeper than any lineup the Diamondbacks have uh, have faced so far this postseason. We're going to get a... uh, we got our first call. First call of the day. Who we got here? Um, All right, we got John from Schnecksville. What's up, guys? Yep, got you, Mitch. I'm sorry. John from Schnecksville, how we doing? Good. How you guys doing? Hey, shout out to you. Keeping me calm, and here we are. All another series. Hey, listen, I, I think uh, you guys got some pretty good takes. Mitch, I think you need to take a deep breath with your fills. But I'll say, you guys, Jack threw out a uh, couple of players to watch. I would watch Zach Gallen and Mr. Corbin. Over there, Corbin the rookie. I think he's going to have a big series. All right, so this is it. This is a bull take. Diamondbacks in six, and I think you're counting out the Astros way too soon. I agree. And I say you, that because yep. seven straight ACL, ALCSs, they will see Max Scherzer in game three, who they will beat like a rented mule and get right back into the series. So don't count out the Strohs just yet. So... That's my take. And by the way, last week I said the Giants would beat the Bills, and I was almost right. You were damn close, man. What a great call. What a great call. What a great caller. As I'll put the phone back on the hook. 610-683-4058 if you want to be just like John from Snacksville. The uh, the stats are not on John's side here. Well, let me me get in this first. have prevailed in 75 of 89 instances where they have a 2-0 series lead. Who has? Um... Oh, teams as a whole. The 14 teams that have overcome the odds prove time and time again that no two-game lead is safe. Uh, even a 3-0 deficit was con- conquered uh, by the Red Sox over the Yankees in 2004. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Cubs overcame a 3-1 series deficit in the World Series. Um, here's what I would say. I was actually going to pick the Astros in seven. I think, look, this team has proven to be good on the road. Years in a row, right? Took two out of three in Philly in the World Series last year. Uh, took two out of two against Minnesota in Minnesota this year. They play well on the road. I think those hitters are going to get scorching hot. It's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, I, I really don't think we can count out the Astros soon. Uh, they go down 2-0. I think it's the Rangers win. I don't think so. I think they battle back. I think by the end of the uh, games in, I think after game five, it's, Probably three two uh, Rangers, but I feel like coming back to come back to Houston. I don't know. I just get the sense that the Astros are the mentally yeah, tougher a team. A lot of these deficits have happened and been overcome in the World Series. I'm looking back at this list now. Yeah, I mean, I'm through. I'm through. Let's see here, John. Great call, by the way, and great call on the on the Bills Giants game, which we will get to. That was one play away from happening. And we'll get into yeah, the, the man, that's chicanery on the final play. Unbelievable. But really but, a great call. I got Astros in seven, and I know that's crazy. Rangers in six. Astros in seven. And I think we'll have a rematch of the 2022 World Series. By the way, only one of these has happened since two, uh, 
pardon me, two of these uh, deficits have been overcome since 2000. That's crazy. So, um, and he mentioned Zach Gallen, great pitcher. You know, we'll see him tonight. I think it's a great call to watch him because of the Philly crowd. Uh, getting the tone set for Arizona, going to be very important to watch him. And Corbin Carroll, young player, great bat. Uh, we'll see if he can be kind of, you know, a lot of the Braves bats went cold against this Phillies pitching. Um, you know, Wheeler and Nolan and Suarez, they really tied them down for most of that series. We saw Riley get a couple home runs. But other than that, I mean, the only other home run, home run was Travis Darno. So, really, uh, it was a struggle for the Braves to put runs on the board. Uh, I got Phillies. I felt Phillies in five the whole. I'm, I'm struggling whether to go five or six. I think I'll join on the Phillies in five, though, Jack. And keep in mind, Jack saying Phillies in five is important because this man has had his finger on the pulse of Arizona teams for as long as I can remember. Anything yeah, Jack says happens. Really? Really since we started this show. Together, yeah. <laughs> I just have a great, great tracker on uh, Arizona. Arizona sports teams, <laughs> yeah. man. It's just, I don't know what it is. But I can just align, like, how the season's going to break for an Arizona sports team so well. Yep. D-backs this year. Hopefully the Cardinals. I said the Cardinals will get two wins. I'm not sure how that's going to hold up. They're 1-4, 5. I think they lost to the Rams. Yeah, so. so. 1-5, hey. You know, they're, 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 <laughs> they might. It, it could All they have to do is go 1-10. Yeah. It could happen. Not out of the realm of possibility. We've seen 0-16. So. By the way, last team to come back down from a 2-0 series deficit was the Dodgers in the 2020 NLCS against the Braves. They were down 2-0 uh, and 3-1. Interesting. So, Man. Yeah. Actually, speaking of, if my buddy who's a Braves fan is listening, he might not be. But he will forever remember that Game 7 Bellinger home run. Ooh. Yeah. That's I want to mention, I met a great Braves fan over the weekend. That one is scarred into his head. Had a super great long conversation with this guy, which started after... Uh, I was made aware that he was wearing a Braves hat, and I may have started talking some trash. And then he came over to me, and I did I did level with him, though. Mad respect for that guy still wearing the hat, even after losing the series. I would be upset. My my Phillies gear would be, like, in the street, getting run over by trucks, you know, like my, my hats and jerseys. Like, I'm, I'm exaggerating, of course, but, you know, I might I might take a little break from wearing the Braves hat and instead put on, like, an Eagles or something. for Go to football for a little bit. But this guy, his name was Riley. He was staying strong. He had it on proudly, and uh, we had a really great conversation about our baseball team. By the way, I keep saying a 2-0 series deficit like the Rangers have officially won this game. Yeah, I'm, saying that's, I'm saying that's if the Rangers win this yep. game. No, I get you. I so, feel like they will. They're up 5-2 um, now. Bregman homered. Oh, see, the so, bats so are coming alive. Three-run game with one out in the fourth. We'll right. keep you updated as the uh, as the show goes on. I mean, if but, this game is only 3 nothing, right? We're not talking about it like it's over. Yeah. So I do got a message from the K-Run notebook though. here. Um, from the KUR community calendar, join KUAV and OSI on October 25th at 7 p.m. as we welcome mentalist and illusionist Wayne Hoffman for an evening of mind-bending mysteries and laugh-out-loud comedy. Mind Candy is Wayne Hoffman's award-winning stage show, which has been presented at performing arts centers, colleges, cruise ships, corporate events, and arenas. This incredible show will have audience members participating in interactive mind-reading experiments and mind-boggling illusions that will leave you questioning your senses. This message brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Alrighty, wrapping up hour number one on Heavy Hitters. 
Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley, as always here with you, talking all things baseball. We're going to move on, quickly start talking about football before the end of the hour, and then really dive into the NFL for the first segment of hour number two. Let's go to the 1 p.m. slate, though, because I don't even want to talk about the Thursday night game. It is not worthy of talking about. So, let's move on with it, shall we? Uh, just by the way, for those who aren't tuned in, the Chiefs won on Thursday night 19-8 in an ugly game against the Denver Broncos. We've had a ton of ugly games recently. We have. Alrighty. London, back in it. Final London series game of the year between the Ravens and the Titans, 24-16. Baltimore won it. Justin a million Tucker, field goals. The Justin Tucker show was <laughs> on display in this game. Six field goals for him. Uh, went six for six. Nick Folk also showed up. Uh, in this one, I believe, making three field goals. If you had Justin Tucker, congratulations on winning your fantasy league. I did. Nice. But I didn't win. Oh. Yeah, that's where the that's where the fun weekend stopped for me. <laughs> Started and stopped with Justin Tucker. So We had a fun weekend. Well, you had a fun weekend broadcasting the uh, Kutztown Golden Bears. Yes. We'll get to that. I was going to bring that up in hour number two. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, if you've listened to the station today, you've heard Jack and Josh. He got in! <laughs> he got in! Yep. So, oh, man. All righty. Let's keep moving with your NFL. We're going to rapid fire through some of these games at the end of the hour. Yeah, a lot of these games were not Washington good. beat the Falcons. Shout out, Chris. 24-16. Um, sorry, Chris. I was kind of a shot at you. Um, yeah, so. man. Kick him while he's down. Braves are out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. wow. That was mean. That was, that was rude and embarrassing. Poor taste. Yeah. Um, but Desmond Ritter went back to looking like Desmond Ritter throwing three interceptions in this game. Um, went over 300 yards. But A quarterback throwing three interceptions? Can't imagine. Three picks, yeah. Drake London decided to have the game of his life. Thanks, pal. Playing you in fantasy. Nine catches, 125 yards. So, yeah. Washington's defense continues to be terrible. But they won the game. Yeah, 3-3. Three and three. Well, I wouldn't say terribly. Not good. 16 points. I didn't hiccup. I got out gained 402 to 193. That is a lot of not doing anything. So Sam Howell, efficient on limited action, 14 to 23, 151 yards, three touchdowns. Sounds like he just didn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah. Only threw 23 pass attempts. Yep. So um, any thoughts, any last quick thoughts on that one? Uh, no, those teams are both terrible. Colts fall to the Jags in Jacksonville, 37 to 20. Trevor Lawrence left this game with an injury. We'll see his status on that. We'll give you more updates on that on Wednesday when more stuff my, comes my out. My fantasy eventually. football injury mountain is just so, so huge. So so huge. Add add Christian McCaffrey and Trevor Lawrence to that. Is a knee injury for Lawrence. Jack's 4-2, though. 37-20 to get the win. Lawrence only throws 181 yards, two touchdowns. ETN, a couple of rushing touchdowns. Christian Kirk got in the end zone. Um, yeah, Colts flip side of things. Look, this was, I think, 31-6 to at one point. Uh, in favor, yeah, 31-6 in the coming of the fourth quarter. A couple touchdowns made it closer, but Brandon McManus kicked, kicked a couple field goals, boosted their lead, got them the win, 37-20. to All right. Zach Moss continues to perform, even though Taylor's back. Yeah, weird. Weird, weird, weird. Taylor will not be a Colt come next season. So Correct. I think that's, I think that's Correct. More, more than Might not be a Colt say. come trade deadline. All righty, that's going to take us to the end of hour number one. Don't go anywhere. We will be gone for a couple minutes. Back for hour number two. You're on Heavy Eaters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K-U-R. Welcome back. Welcome back in Heavy Hitters Hour number two. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. It's Jack Snickers. That was uh, that was something. What? That open hour number two. Wow. I just completely... It was something. Yeah. Missed it. Missed it was the... off, then it was on. You know, <laughs> then it was up. <laughs> missed the button to turn on your mic. 
<laughs> then accidentally turned down the fader for the music to the point where it's a little too quiet. And then I rev it back up. If you want to roast the board operator, 610-683-4058. That might be the worst open to an hour that I've, you know, produced in some time. Actually, maybe ever, man. That was bad. Yeah. So, my apologies. I think Sal and Washington would have something to say. Higher standards <laughs> are held not only internally, but on the show. Yeah. But yeah, we're trying to put out uh, the best product we can. We move on. Anyway, we uh, we we push on. We have talked about MLB playoffs, what remains of them. Four of thirty teams remain. Uh, we we're making our way through the NFL slate. We'll have some NHL college football discussion to follow that. Jack, NFL, where are we going next? I believe we were on. Indy, uh, I think we finished. I, I said everything I wanted to about that. We so. did. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew is not good. Let's go to Cincinnati. Bengals and the Seahawks. My first kind of like game that I, you know, recap some notes on. Uh, 17-13 defensive battle for Cincinnati. They get the win. Both we had a lot teams, of those this weekend. Yeah, really showed up with the defense. Um, Dude, couple gosh. interceptions thrown by Geno Smith. Uh, Cameron Taylor Britt and DK Metcalf got into it a little bit. I believe he had, didn't he have like three picks? Or was it just two? Um, I know he had one. I don't know if Britt got both. Um, no, I'm talking about uh, Gino as a whole. Oh, uh, yes, he threw two. Okay. Yep, two. So, 17-13, though. Bengals win it. Um, looks like they're getting their footing back under them. They're getting right. Three you know? and three with the win. Back to 500. Right in the thick of things in the AFC North. Into the thick of it. Still in last, though, actually. That's crazy. Or not. <coughs> oh, I just didn't know... <laughs> You good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, one thing on the Seahawks, big big note that stuck out to me. I had two chances at the end of the game. Last two drives ended on the turnover on downs inside the Bengals' 10-yard line. Uh, defining drives of this one. Bengals defense, Ben, don't break in the fourth quarter. So, Absolutely. Any, any other thoughts on this one? Uh, no, I, I, think the, um, I think the Bengals are going to be just fine. I've thought this way. Think consistently. I may have gotten ahead of myself on one or two shows, but uh, for the most part, I've been of the opinion Bengals are going to be fine. They did this last year. They scare us at the beginning, um, and then they show up. And uh, it's been tough with the injuries they've had so far. They're back to 500, though. Uh, expect them to start taking off a little bit more, uh, clicking on all of their cylinders over in Cincinnati. Seahawks, I, I don't know what to make of them this year. I've struggled with this. Weird, weird. It's an odd team, right? Like, they're going to make the playoffs, probably. Yes. <laughs> like, who else is going to challenge? There's going to be two teams that make it from the east. There's going to be one from the north. That leaves Let's see, three like, spots like from the west. Eagles, Niners, Lions are all getting in. Oh, I forgot one in the in the south. So, yeah. I would say Eagles, Niners, the Lions. Saints are ultimately going to get that division. Well, Eagles, Niners, Lions, Cowboys, I think are the four locks for the playoffs. Yeah. Honestly, I'd fill it in with three West teams, two more West teams. Two more West teams, Seahawks exactly. and Rams. Yeah, Seahawks and Rams, I think. And then one. Oh, wait. That is. And then someone from the South. Yeah. Some, whoever wants it. Baker Mayfield's not getting the Buccaneers. Please, no. Playoffs. Please, no. Saints, please wake up. Like, I can't have Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers in the playoffs. <laughs> That's beyond stupid. <laughs> That's so, my goodness. With a home playoff game. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's so There's bad. always that one team. You're like, how did they host this playoff game? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's why I love the NFL format. Oh, man. It's so funny. Um, could be the Falcons. Could be Desmond Ritter hosting a playoff game. <laughs> Lost his first home game of his career, yeah. by the way, on, on Sunday to Washington, which is kind yeah. of funny. Right after All I right. highlighted his home stats versus away stats. Yeah. Great. Thanks for having my back there, Desmond. <laughs> yeah, you two have always seen differently. We um, are not cut from the same cloth. So, All right, let's go down to Miami real quick. Dolphins beat up on Frank Reich and the Panthers 42-21. to Five and one is Miami. They're rolling in the AFC East. I Forty-two to division. After the Ramsey. Panthers led fourteen nothing, Jack. Quick note on Jalen Ramsey. He progressing. He is progressing faster than they thought he would. Expected return was December. Chances are they could get him back way before that. Um, I don't know about next week, but maybe the week after Jalen Ramsey could be set to return. Um, but sooner rather than later. That's that's an immense talent they're going to be adding to an already good football team. Yeah, a secondary that needs it. For real. I feel like we've been seeing a plethora of secondary injuries in football this year. I feel like every time I turn on the TV to watch someone's game, they're like, yeah, they're dealing with a bunch of secondary issues. It's crazy. Well, not just secondary issues. I mean, the defense is not good on this team. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about teams as a whole. There's just a lot of uh, corners and safeties getting injured across yeah. the league. But that could, that could just be me. There's no stats to back that up in my notes. Um, good day for Adam Thielen, 115 yards and a touchdown. He's been tearing it up. He was a good find. Uh, Again, at my expense. Good ad for the uh, for the Thanks. Panthers there. For nothing. Bryce Young is going to take a couple years to develop. Yeah. But I prefer the slow development of a By the way, they changed play calling duties. Yeah, they did. Well, they needed to. So Frank Reich no longer going to be calling plays um, as he... Actually ended up... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, dude. I was <laughs> waiting for that. Um, I don't know what their OC is off the top of my head. I forget it. But he is going to be taking over play calling duties for Carolina. So we'll see how that goes uh, in the coming weeks. They fall I did, 0-6. I did text Jack when it was 14. I said, how about them Panthers? And I said some things. Uh, yeah, you were not happy. No. You told me to stop watching football as a whole. You texted me at a bad time. Because it's trash. I will stand by that. What was happening at that moment that made you so angry? Adam Thielen was going off. That's what happened. <laughs> that early in the, I guess that was their two scoring drives. Yeah, but Jack, it's like a new bit with Jack, like a new theme. Anytime like his team or his fantasy team is getting lit up, I'm not. No, okay. You know what? We're gonna go down this rabbit hole now. Yes, that's fine. Um, let he me, tells let me, me that the NFL is the worst of the major sports leagues. No, no, and just tells no, me not, that it's no, so trash and not no. to watch it. You are misconstruing things like normal. That's what happens. The NFL, in my mind, will never be worse than the NBA. I don't watch the NBA. Well, I no, like I'm, the NBA said major sports leagues. They NBA are is trash. Major. No, not in my mind. They're so no. there's I I can't stand the NBA. I don't think there's a more boring sport than basketball. Have I mentioned this? 610-683-4058. I don't think there's a more boring major North American sport than basketball. I'd rather watch racing. I don't know. I got a message from the KRN notebook, though. Good. Attention KU students. The Keystone Newspaper Student Publishing Group is looking for writers. Joining Keystone is a great way to gain journalism experience and build your resume. Writing is an important look for on resumes. Keystone alumni have gone to work in major media and news outlets. To learn more about the Keystone Newspaper Student Publishing Group, please visit thekeystonenews.com. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KU. 
are. Alrighty, let's keep rolling on here. Hour number two, all things NFL. Um, we're going to move on, though. I would love to go into that you know, rabbit hole of my thoughts on the NFL. I think it's got substantially worse than it was even just a few years ago. Truly, I think it's becoming awful. You can't play defense. Um, you know, I feel like every time there, there's so many passing interference, the roughing the passer calls are becoming more and more of a joke as the weeks go on. That's just my take. That's my opinion. Um, and that's the privilege I have here. Um, you you know, have a microphone in front of with your this face. show. So your opinion matters. And your opinion can matter too out there. 610-683-4058. Again, that's 610-683-4058. If you or a loved one has been affected by watching the NFL. I, f- I really felt like an infomercial guy when <laughs> saying that, like in that voice. Too. I feel so like, like this Official. is only inflating my ego further. Because like I've listened to countless radio shows give out their phone number. Like, like. Sports Radio WIP, the sports station down in Philly. I listen to that all the time. They're always giving out the number, and I'm like, I wish I could do that. Now we have a phone, thanks to the awesome Mike Regs. We do. Shout out, Regs. We got to get him on the program via the, uh, we got to come up with a, a name for the telephone line on this show. So, the Regensburger phone line, the Regensburger hotline. And uh, we got to get him on and get his NFL picks because he actually had a feeling about a game we'll talk about later being the Browns and the Niners. He had a feeling about that. He had a hunch. He had a hunch. And so often, Monsoon Mike's hunches proved to be correct. All righty. Let's keep moving on here. We're not going to go through the rest of the NFL games, like all of them. We're going to pinpoint, I think, three that stuck out. And you segued it great. Let's talk about the Browns and the Niners. 1917, the Browns shocked San Fran in the upset. Kareem Hunt had his best game since coming back to the Browns this year. They signed him. Um, Boy, got in the end zone. Right after the Chubb injury. So week three. Yep. They signed him, uh, didn't play in that week three game, but man, looked like kind of the old Kareem Hunt in ways. He did. Making people miss. So getting into space. And how about that? PJ Walker gets the start and the win. Isn't that weird? San Fran. Like, that's just what the is most, the NFL right now? That's the most like 2023 NFL thing to ever happen. For sure. Like, it's unreal. I feel like sports have been absolutely bonkers since like the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, that's so unpredictable. That's true. I I feel like it's tougher to get a gauge, you know, on on these teams. But I don't don't know. know. The last like totally crazy thing I think I saw in sports was like the Carson Wentzless Eagles. So I don't know. That was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to you. Jake Moody did miss a couple of field goals in this game. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Hindered San Fran from staying undefeated. I there's the story is going to be the missed opportunities, the penalties, the uh, inability to. Stop the final drive for the uh, that the Browns had to take the lead. The story is going to be all the mistakes of San Fran. The other story is going to be the injuries that they suffered to uh, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And if these prove uh, to be any sort of lingering or, or time-consuming injuries, and it, it really could threaten the uh, the the whole season. For this team, those are two dynamic playmakers on this offense that, in my opinion, make Brock Purdy who he is. And that little man finally lost a regular season game. I have been waiting, and we have another phone call. All righty, yes. Mitch has been waiting for Brock Purdy to lose a regular season game. In my mind, not not his fault. He got his team down the field on the final drive of the game, put them in a position to win with a game-winning field goal with under 10 seconds to go. Fortunately, um, you know, Kickers sometimes just have mishaps and big moments. We've seen it plenty of times before. This time, the rookie, Jake Moody, the big moment got to him. And uh, we're going to get word from our next caller here. Um, well, Jack, Jake oh. Moody may have missed. However, 
John and Easton claims he's not going to miss. He's got a lock of the night for Phillies Diamondbacks. I do have a lock of the evening, boys. I want to hear. I want to walk you through my process. It's a great one. Is this Joe Pesci? Hey, so, <laughs> here we go. We got today's October sixteenth. You know whose birthday it is? Bryce Harper's. We don't care about that. It's also my birthday. Happy you birthday! Out there. What do you do? What do you do for birthdays? You know, you get presents. Presents are the sign. Who gives you presents? Friends? No, no. Sometimes, but family. Family is the sign. Tommy, family. Tommy, fam. Anytime home run. Book it tonight. Game one to the D-backs. 5-3 final. Book it. Have a great evening. Thank you, John and Easton, coming in with the passion for Tommy Pham, former Met. Jack, how do you feel about that take? I kind of like it. Tommy Pham back in Philadelphia. I could see it. The Mets, for the last couple of years, kind of had the Phillies number, especially last year. Um, but, man, oh, man. fam oh, fam Sounded a lot like a guy I've seen before with that bit. Yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? Wasn't wasn't an original bit. I can tell you that right now. That man sounds like Joe Pesci, though. Kind of does. Gonna be honest. I got to show you something over the break, which <laughs> give you more of an inclination about what that just was. Yeah, I think I know. Um, but uh, that hey, uh, it's gonna be tough against Zach Wheeler, but uh, some of this Phillies bullpen has been uh, prone to the long ball. So Tommy Pham, interesting yeah. take there. Tommy Pham, he's I definitely mean, made his way around the it's league. Been a big acquisition for them. Yeah, he's he's really played up to uh up to the Arizona um part of his career here. Yeah. I don't know. I I like it. By the I way, don't love it, but breaking news out oh of the boy. Arizona not Arizona game. Out of the Astros game. Avaldi in some fifth inning trouble. The base is loaded with nobody out. Oh boy. And Yanir Diaz up at the plate, two two count. We'll give you live updates Yenir as they transpire Diaz. in that game. Two Ivaldi, two four innings, four K's, two runs. Throwing his 67th pitch momentarily, but let's get back in. This is what I was talking about, though. That lineup can explode at any moment. They can, and it's the nine hole, so they'll get right back to Altuve and Bregman if Yanir doesn't ground into a double play here. Well, even really... if he did, it'll be a double play. Yeah, but uh, a know, run across and possibly Altuve up. Yeah, that's true. With a runner um, on third, but that Altuve really, really suck the wind out of the series. Has just sent the Astros to the World Series. Yankees fans, cover your ears. That uh, was an electric play, that by was. the way. Hate the Astros. Love that call. Yeah. Especially since it was Joe Buck on that call. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Altuve has just sent the Astros, Astros to the World Series. Yeah. Diaz strikes out swinging, chased oh. outside the zone. One out, wah, base loaded wah. for Altuve. All right. Final two NFL games I really want to touch upon. Lions improved to 5-1. and one. They continue to roll. Injuries piling up, though. David Montgomery left with a rib injury. Again? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he did. Again. That's not good. Again. Yes. He's is. been having a good Again. season when he's on the field. Um, Out for a little bit, uh, in quotes from Dan Campbell, due, due to a rib cartilage injury. Just so, a little bit. Jameer Gibbs, just, just already bit. out. So it's going to be Craig Reynolds if Gibbs is not playing this upcoming week and Montgomery is out to headline this Lions backfield. Hey, Kutztown's own. Stand up. How about that, though? The Lions are 5-1. and one. They are tied for the number one seed in the yeah, NFC, yeah. thanks to the next game we'll yep. talk about. Yep, yep, but yep, let's yep. stick on the Lions, first of all. I mean... Look, they started with that statement win over uh, Kansas City. And I think that whole the whole momentum of the season got started on that fake punt from their own 17-yard line in that game. And I know I'm going back a while here. This team plays hard. This team plays fierce. And they don't feel like, even with all those injuries piling up, they don't feel that there is anything that can hold them back. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan Campbell, really what he's done here to turn this culture around. And I know, I look, 
You don't like how much I throw that around, but I think it's so vital for sports. I, but, I'm it's growing on me, but the, I don't think it's. I, I think we should meet in the middle somewhere. The culture change in Detroit, a team who's been known for losing, has seen drastic changes over the past couple of years. I think you can win with a bad culture. I don't think Houston has a good culture. The Astros? Yeah. All that cheating that they did. They won, but they cheated. I think you could argue the absolute opposite by you know being able to put that all to bed with a lot of the same cast of characters and win the World Series. No. Boring. They're stealing signs again. Altuve, down-swinging, bases Ooh. loaded, two out. Evaldi, is he about to get out of this? Unbelievable. Who's stepping up? Bregman? Yep, Bregman up, two out, bases loaded. Bregman a swing and a drive! Bregman laces one to left field into the corner. Obviously, this is not true. I know we're just making up scenarios at this point. Something I always like to do. I hope we don't have like an Astros fan on the phone that like listened to our yeah. our show instead of watching the game, and he goes, "Wait, really? <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> that if would be upsetting." <laughs> All right. Final notes about the Lions and Buccaneers. Mentioned Montgomery. Golf in the passing game flourishes. Golf goes for 350 yards, two touchdowns. Big day for Amon Ross St. Brown. 124 yards on 12 catches along with a touchdown. Back from injury. And quickly for the Buccaneers, Baker struggled. Bucks just put up six points, only 251 yards of total offense there. Um, rough one for TB. They fall to 3-2. and two. Yeah. Um, I think he summed it up perfectly. Those are kind of the keys to the game. Jared Goff, I mean, has become a, a great passer of the football in uh, in. In Detroit, ever since that trade, he's really had a career resurgence. Got some great players around him in Amon Ross St. Brown and the, the running backs, you know, dealing with some injuries now. But, uh, man, that Lions defense continues to perform well, continues to be a force, always rallying to the football, always getting pressure on quarterbacks. Love to watch the Lions defense. And Nate Devaldi has escaped the jam. Wow. Bregman grounds out the third. That's five unbelievable. After five. All right, let's just quickly do Jets-Eagles. I know you're more focused on the Phillies right now, but I'll let you give a yeah. couple minutes of your Yeah, thoughts. I can give a little bit. Jets win 20-14. to 14. I'll let you get in a bit. Sorry, just going to paint the picture here. Yeah, go for it. Eagles scored on two of their first three drives, however, were held in check and did not score another point after that. They were up 14-3 to three in this game. Blew it. Rough game for Devontae Smith. Had a big drop down the field. Um... Right? I yes, again, I didn't he did. watch he this game. I didn't watch this pass. game fully. A couple drop passes. Like dinner. Uh, Swift dropped one. Uh, Brown dropped one. Swift had a fumble um, that led to points right before the half for the uh, for the Jets. Jalen Hurts, three interceptions. One of them popped out of uh, Goddard's hands, I believe. Uh, the others, oh, man, Jalen Hurts. Also overthrowing guys down the field, underthrowing guys around the line of scrimmage. Has not looked good. But the main focus for me, uh, the Eagles' offensive line. I mean, Jalen Hurts was absolutely running for his life. So much of this game that can be attributed to Lane Johnson going down in the first quarter. Uh, Jack Driscoll had to come in, try and fill the void, and boy, oh boy, could he not. Uh, But also the left side. I mean, Hurts was flushed out to his right so often in this game. Um, You would think that the Eagles didn't have a left side of the offensive line. This this O-line that has been touted as the best in football, and look, you're losing a major piece with Lane Johnson. Maybe they're overcompensating for that to, towards the right. Um, but just getting blown up, so many quarterback pressures. And um, really, after those first two drives, Eagles offense got stuck in pretty much absolute neutral. Felt like they were moving the ball for a majority of the first half, though, and, and into the third quarter, even after. Um, but just some mistakes, the interceptions, the fumble by Swift. Just a mistake-filled game by the Eagles. We were waiting for it to hurt them. They've been escaping and escaping and escaping despite not having good numbers. 
If you remember, they scored six points in the second half against the Rams last week. Uh, and everyone was able to pretend that it was okay. But uh, I, I don't think you can deny that more than, more so than not, Jalen Hurts does not look good uh, passing the football. And his running has slowed down this year. His ball security has taken a hit. Uh, Jalen Hurts, believe me, if the Phillies were not in the playoffs right now, you would you would be getting ripped a new one by me on this show right now. This is the calmest you'll ever see me after an Eagles loss like that where they don't score yeah. in three quarters. Yeah. I, I just yeah. couldn't be bothered right now. Like, yeah. I'm trying to not get worked up over the small stuff. I'm trying to take John from Schnecksville's advice. And, uh, look, it was a bad game. And the worst part about it, you're supposed to be stockpiling these first six wins uh, because the stretch that they are about to enter, with the exception of Washington, is grueling. Everyone from Miami, two Dallas games, the Chiefs, the Niners, the Bills. Tough schedule coming up. Eagles are about to get the gauntlet. Really tested. This is one of the worst schedule uh, stretches I've ever seen on a football schedule. Eagles are about to go endure it after a crushing loss to the Jets. Jalen Hurts, a late pick, led to the touchdown. Eagles lose 2014. Hurts already has thrown more picks this year than he did last year. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a totally different quarterback. In fact, he's on pace to shatter his career high in interceptions. Well, yeah. Already seven, his career high in a season is nine. Yep. So It's it's really looked like a different guy back there. Play calling definitely factors into it. Brian oh, the Johnson. play calling is outrageous. Um, and the defense didn't even really play bad. They got to figure that out. Defense did pretty well. They got to figure opinion. that one out. <laughs> They better figure that out. <laughs> All righty. Yeah, we um, got to take a break. We're going to go to break, though. Yep, first break of hour number two here on Heavy Hitters. We will move on and talk about NHL when we come back here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K-U-R. Heavy Hitters, hour number two on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K-U-R, Kutztown. Jack yeah, yeah. Time, as always, joined by Mitchell Smedley. Ja, how you doing? Woo. Man. By the way, also with you, we've had a couple great calls so far. Callers have been on so far today. Yes. They've been good calls. If you want to add to that list, 610-683-4058. Yep. You didn't do it this time. Yeah, I didn't. Forty. Well, I usually do that on the second time through. Fine. That's 610-683-4058. Um, You're just unbelievable. Which sounds like a really off-brand version of that old game, 2048. Yeah. 4058. Now I'm going to confuse everybody. They're going to be like, am I dialing 2048? No. <laughs> No, don't you dare! It's forty fifty eight. You better not. Okay. Score anyway, of a college football game. Let's uh, let's preview Monday Night Football and then move on to NHL real quick. Sure. Chargers Cowboys in SoFi Stadium, I believe. Yes, it is. Dallas one and a half point favorites. I'm telling you right now, objectively, I'm picking the upset according to the spread. I'm picking the Chargers to win. Austin Eckler is back. He's going to have a big-time game, but I think this is a big CD Lamb game. I like a shootout here. Give me the Chargers to win it 42-38. to 38. I also really like a shootout here. I mean, if you got the over, man. Whew. Um, Justin Herbert, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Neither one of these teams seem to know what defense is on a consistent basis. Yep. Nope. And, uh, it's going to be a shootout. Look, Cowboys are injury-riddled on the defense. Probably should tone it down on Herbert about what I said. I'll let you get into it. I, I, don't, I don't know if he goes for 404 touchdowns. You're chilling. 404 touchdowns. That'd be a, that would be a big game. But I also day. said a big game for Eckler. You also did say a big game for C.D. Lamb. So just all of the points. Um, oof, I'm really struggling with this pick. But uh, right, Mike Williams is out, right? Yes. He's done He's out for the, the year. Season. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I care. Trayvon Diggs is done for the year. I know. I know. 
I just feel like uh, after getting embarrassed, these Cowboys, even though I don't think their culture is that particularly good, for some reason they're going to respond. Dak Prescott, he's going to be, he's so hot and cold. Um, mostly cold, but... I don't think he fits with this Mike McCarthy ran brand of offense. No, I really don't think he does. You need more like a pro-style quarterback to do that. You Give know me Pollard saying? to have a big day, though. I think the Cowboys get it done. I think they win. Nope. Mm-mm-mm. By a field goal. It's going to be a tough one. I've been on the dot with some upsets this week. You have. You've been good. Pick the Jets. Pick the Jets. Yeah, congratulations. So, thank you. Dude, that Jets uh, defensive front really messed with the Eagles, especially after Johnson went down. That was the matchup of the game right there. And uh, we thought that the Jets could shift shift around, not show you who's coming necessarily, kind of hide in their coverages pre-snap. And it it had the Eagles fooled. They couldn't block them. Yeah. Couldn't block them. So... All righty. Any, anything else, NFL? No, I got uh, just a, it's a weird NFL. Like, I'm so focused on baseball right now. Oh, yeah. One more thing <laughs> Sunday Night Football. I think maybe the player introduction of the year. Yes. Candidate Justin, Justin Pugh. Pugh. Back from, uh, I, I don't know retirement. if he retired. Free agency slash retirement. We'll just go that Wasn't realm. playing football. Keep it generic. Back with the Giants. Sunday Night Football introduction, Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. Yep. Straight to the point, but so funny. Just so... It is very funny. So funny. I kind of wish he would have gone with uh, his high school because he actually graduated from my high school. There you go. Council Rock High School South. Um, He's like one of the only productive members of society we've put out. But... (laughs) I'm kidding on that. Dang. Um, One of the only famous ones, though. But, yeah, that was hilarious when I heard that. Um, he's a very good player. Been a good player for a long time. In my opinion, Jack. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, uh, double-digit, you know, year NFL vet. That's yeah. uh, impressive. Gotta be good if you get exactly. double-digit years in the NFL. Precisely. Especially, like, the wear and tear of an offensive lineman. Impressive stuff. Yeah, 100%. So, Justin Pugh. Cool guy. We should get him on the show. 100%. <laughs> Um, yeah, just wanted to mention. Get him on the show, man. That'd be incredible. While we're still on football, I didn't even recognize we kind of talked about it a little bit. Exciting game we were there for uh, on Saturday. Can you? Yep. Getting the win in overtime, nine to six over Shippensburg on a Judd Novak twenty-five yard scramble for a touchdown uh, in the first overtime. And uh, oh man, Jack and Josh were cozy up in the booth. Me, and James, <sighs> you and Abby were in the elevator. We were. Oh, that was gross. It was freezing, windy, rainy, and Abby at the start of the fourth quarter jokingly said, what if it went to overtime? Never say that again to me because (laughs) it did. And, hey, we toughed it out, though. That's part of the job. When you take sideline, you know you're going to have to do that. I thought I came prepared. My rain jacket... um, Only lasted Did about as much good as, like, one of those uh, chain-link fences... That I would, you know, if, imagine if I was wearing a chain link fence. <laughs> That's how good <laughs> that rain jacket did. What is just pouring through? What even is that analogy? It just, it was very porous. Anyway, Do you know what that word means, Jack? Yes. Oh my Absorbent goodness. and yellow, yellow and, and porous, porous is he. All righty. <laughs> um, Ku football wise, the road ahead. They travel to Lock Haven this upcoming weekend. Other big time game in the PSSC going on actually. Slippery Rock and uh, Cal U, the top two in the West. Uh, you know, battle for the top spot in the West on the final couple weeks of the regular season. KU will have one more home game uh, for the regular season. Um, that is 
Could be two. Could be two, but as of right now, that game against Slippery Rock could become the PSC title game. So nice. we'll see how everything shakes up. One of my old teachers used to call them Slimy Pebble. <laughs> slimy Pebble. That's that's kind of funny. Yeah. The problem so, is she said it like 30 times a day. No, yeah, I'm kidding. So it's exaggerating. No, it was like once every conversation that somehow Slippery Rock came up in. They're a good team. <laughs> They're undefeated at this point. Yeah. Seven she was great, by so, the way. Slippery Rock's good. PSC shaping up to be a fun rest of the year. Yep. Uh, if you want to hear more about KU Sports... Bears beat, usually on an hour before us. <laughs> we don't know what happened today. today was an anomaly. Um, not, <laughs> not really sure what happened. We've got to investigate. Maybe but, they were. Maybe they alerted the program director. We're not sure. Maybe. I don't know. We don't make decisions. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah, no, Let's it's get not. NHL discussion here. Man, oh, man. Nice first weekend of hockey, man. Busy action-packed Saturday. Senators, one of the young up-and-coming teams. I highlighted in my kind of NHL quick blurbs about each team. 5-2 win over the Flyers on Saturday. Gross. Flyers are going nowhere this year. No, they're not. They're not expected to. Jacob Chitrin scored, started off uh, with a win. Chitrin, excuse me, scored two goals in that game. Brady Kachuk, a couple goals. Um, of course, Claude Giroux, the former Flyer, made sure to get his name involved. Senators goal scored by number 28, Claude Giroux. A couple of assists on both Kachuk goals. Um, Giroux is such an uh, he's such an underrated player three power play goals in this game for Ottawa yeah rough special teams day for Philly Travis connecting though already three goals man TK he's good TK probably the best forward on the team Uh, TK have it your way go away no I'm kidding (laughs) Um, anyway some rough injury news Uh, Kirby Doc is reportedly could be out for the season. Um, reports have it that he uh, tours ACL and MCL, waiting for Montreal's confirmation, but this would effectively end his season. Unfortunate man. Doc, such a young player, was drafted by the Blackhawks, was traded for by Montreal. Um, in the uh, in the draft trades, that actually sent uh, Alexander Romanov to the New York Islanders. 13th pick went to uh, the Blackhawks, uh, and then Kirby Doc went to Montreal in that three-way trade. So, unfortunately, though, Doc promising just has never been able to really stick on the ice early on in his Canadians tenure. So hopefully speedy recovery. If that ACL slash MCL um, tears are confirmed um, tough for Kirby doc, tough news for Montreal in the early goings of the season. Um, but yeah, best, best to doc there and hopefully a speedy recovery in that, in that regard. Alrighty. Uh, Penguins after a rough opening night loss to the Blackhawks, they've turned it around a couple of wins over Washington and Calgary five, two, uh, Brian Rust, that top line man, Rust with with Crosby. Uh, I had Smallkin on that line. I forget if they they put them together. I so know sometimes they do together, sometimes separate. I think they're together. Oh no, uh, it's Gensel. I'm sorry, I lied. I believe it's it's Gensel. Few Rust, people and Crosby. on this planet irritate me more than Evgeny Malkin. So, just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, look, you're a Flyers fan. You should hate the Penguins. It's Malkin. So. Penguins take the lead. Other teams I want to highlight here. Um, what I mean, the Lightning, man, one and two losses to Detroit, six to four. They lost to Ottawa yesterday, uh, five to two. The goaltending without Vasilevsky looking shaky in the first three games. Obviously, you don't want to be flying off the handle, overreacting. But against a couple up and coming teams in the Sens and the Red Wings, I'm higher on Ottawa than the Red Wings this year. Goaltendings look shaky, and the Lightning. You know, got to figure out a way to, I think, just tread water till they get Vasilevsky back and stay within themselves the race. They don't want to fall too far behind. But, man, oh, man, 
Rough weekend for Tampa. Okay, I didn't know. Okay. I'm so sorry. I was trying to lean over and like no, get your good. attention. You're good. That's my bad. Yeah, rough opening weekend. But it's still very early. It's so only game three. A lot of goals, man, in these games. <laughs> Defense is, is not every game about. ending in 5 2. Like 7 4, the Leafs beat the Wild. <laughs> By the way, back to back games of the hat trick for Matthews. Six goals in two games. Wow. Unreal start for him. Blue Jackets take down the Rangers 5 to 3. Good rebound effort for Columbus after their opening loss to, to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. Um, Boone Jenner. Notched a hat trick in this game. Great name. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thinking about Blues injuries. Pablo Bushnevich is out one to two weeks. That's right. I saw that. Um, so rough, rough injury there to a top six forward for the Blues. Man, the Oilers back to back losses to the Vancouver Canucks. Sam Lafferty nets the winning goal in Saturday's game four to three after the Canucks embarrassed them eight to one in the opening game for those two teams. Vancouver. Looking to, I know it's only two games, not trying to fly off the handle, but they've looked good, especially offensively. Again, I think they are, they're really trying to, you know, improve on the back end. Connor Garland has been, you know, has the ability to seek a trade. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if the Canucks are looking for a defenseman in return um, in that area for that trade. Also just trying to get some salary cap relief, um, I think, not only for this year, but the years going forward. For Vancouver, there I talked about that a little bit last week on the Wednesday show. Don't want to uh, be too redundant here. Golden Knights wallop the Ducks four to one. Vegas continues to look hungry, look good through their first two. The Ducks uh, had a no win, no Stanley Cup hangover for for uh, Vegas. But yeah, speaking of Anaheim, yesterday six to three over the Hurricanes. Yeah, what happened? The Hurricanes. Yeah, <laughs> the Hurricanes. <laughs> oh man. It was 3-0 Ducks after one. A fast start for Anaheim, man. I feel like this team just doesn't lose their home opener. <laughs> the Ducks, just for whatever reason, they play well in their home opener. Frankie V, Frank Vitrano, got a hat trick in this game for Anaheim. Canes made a game of it, uh, made it 4-3 to in the third, but a couple empty netters from Fowler and Vitrano. Ice this one away. Ducks get their first win of the new year. 6-3 at home over Carolina. Only have to see the Canes once more, and they beat them once. Guaranteed a season series split. With one of the best teams in hockey. Good for them. Yeah. Boring. Positive for Anaheim. It's going to be a rough year for the Ducks. Yeah, it is. So. Sharks, another team in store for a rough year. Avalanche, 2-1 to one win in the shootout. Mackenzie Blackwood, 51 saves in this game, and they lost. Oh, that is a that is a tough pill to swallow tough for a goaltender. Buddy. If you're a goalie, you see that, and it's like, dang. Buddy played his heart it's out. It's already bad enough win. your name is Mackenzie. So. As a man. Just... Um, Not having a good night. Other Avalanche news. Devontae's contract extension, former Islander, long time now. He will probably spend the rest of his career with the Avalanche. Seven years, $7.25 million AAV. Good deal for the Avalanche. I think good deal for Taze. $50 million total? The uh, Yes. It's a good Ma- number. The McCarr D pair partner staying with Colorado for a long time coming. Um, Islander mm-hmm. fans kind of were, you know, only got second round picks back for him. But with that being said. We're going to step aside. Final break of today's show on Heavy Years. When we come back, we will wrap up our hockey discussion and recap the weekend that was college football. All the latest to greatest there. Coming right on Heavy Eaters next on KUR. Welcome back in. It's Heavy Hitters with the techno, electro, belongs in iMovie 
music <laughs> belongs in iMovie. That's where it belongs. You know, like the different themes you can do with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's where that belongs. That's where that. that goes. You know what that reminds me of? That uh, that that song on like every YouTube ad that's like da 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 da. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Ah, you'll not, you'll hear it, and then you'll be like, oh, that's what Mitch was talking about. If you know what I'm talking about. For any of these topics, 610-683-4058. Would love to hear from you. Uh, Jack, you know, it's a weird thing as we'll get into college football here soon. NHL as well is what we're doing right now. Um, Just not to steer things back to baseball, but it's weird that I'm sitting here 90 minutes from the start of the NLCS. And I I feel really calm. Like I'm focusing on being calmer. And that would go away when first pitch happens. But like, just... The way that they handled the Braves, I just feel like this series is not going to be close. That's your opinion. I know. Humble opinion for yeah. Mitchie. Yeah, but uh, it's weird. Like, I'm excited for the game. Don't get me wrong. I just don't feel like the Diamondbacks have a chance. And that is going to come back to bite me in the rear end. But it is what it is. Okay. 610-683-4058. That's enough out of you. Quiet fool. Now, let's wrap up NHL discussion. Uh, previewing tonight's games, got the Blackhawks taking on the Maple Leafs. Connor Bedard returning to Canada. Well, he played Montreal, actually, so um, not his first NHL game back in his home country. But they go to they go to Toronto, probably the biggest hockey media market. Um, Matthews versus Bedard tonight in Toronto. Um, can, can Matthews build off his back-to-back hat-trick games? We shall see. I don't know. Um, probably going to take the Leafs to win. I just like they're, they're a better team. I think these are two teams on opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Panthers also taking on the Devils, other notable games of the night. Uh, Panthers still looking for their first win of the year. Uh, meanwhile, the Devils, <coughs> tough shootout loss to Arizona in their second game. Uh, but, again, I think the Devils, one of the best teams in the league and one of the best teams, therefore, in the East. Um, they do be good. So Other games to run out tonight. All, only five games on, all 7 p.m. time. Coyotes travel to Madison Square Garden to take on the Rangers tonight before taking on the Islanders tomorrow. Flames travel to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Capitals. Uh, and the Red Wings head to Columbus to meet the Blue Jackets there. Um, and then taking you out through tomorrow night. A lot of games on uh, from 6 all the way up through 10. Flyers are going to host the Canucks. First game, I believe, at Wells Fargo Center this year. I think you're correct. Yeah, first two road games. Yep, they were at Columbus, at Ottawa. So the home opener for the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night. The Vancouver Canucks come to town. Off to a hot start. A couple wins over the Edmonton Oilers. There, be another the biggest uh, sporting event in the city that night, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Lightning travel to take on the Sabres. Other notable one tomorrow night. And um, Stars Golden Knights. Another fun one out west. Uh, it's a 10.30 start time there. So That'll be a good game. Yeah, it will. Um, any other thoughts on NHL, Mitch? Are we good? No, to... sir. I think we're good to cruise on over okay. to our next topic. College football. <sighs> man, oh, man. The gift that keeps on giving, at least for me. Um, the gift that occasionally gives. See, yeah, you're, you're, not as, you're not as high on it as I am. Well, you're not as high as NFL as I am. Yeah, that's where we differ. So what do you think about that? <laughs> um, it is what it is. You have the right to an opinion. Yes. So exactly, um, we got a big noon kickoff. We do. We got a really, really big noon kickoff. We'll talk about that on the Wednesday show, though. 
I know. We will talk about it on the Wednesday show. Um, Penn State stays unbeaten. Yeah, Penn State does Trouncing UMass. 63-0. Yeah, man, that was a beatdown. That was... uh, And they punted on their first two drives. They did. Offense didn't get off to a hot start, but uh, they certainly... It's about how you finish. Exactly. They (laughs) played well throughout the rest of the day. So that was all that was important for them. Nine tutties. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. Week seven in college football started off with a bang, looking at only on Thursday night, man. Yeah. West Virginia and Houston. If you didn't get your eyes on this one, um, thrilling ending there in Houston, Texas. West Virginia takes the lead in this game with 12 seconds left. 50-yard touchdown, 39-35. Final play of the game, a 49-yard Hail Mary to Stephon Johnson. The Cougars stun the Mountaineers. West Virginia was looking to go to 5-1 and one on the year. They falter. Houston, I believe, gets their first Big 12 win as this is their first year in the conference. Good for them and what theatrical fashion to get it on your home field. 41-39, the Cougars took down the Mountaineers in a thrilling photo finish. There in that Big 12 showdown. All righty. Let's move on to the weekend, though. Starting off at noon, not too much to talk about here. Florida State. What about Friday night? Beats down Syracuse. Um, Oh, my goodness. I forgot about this game. I was going to say. I, I just scrolled right past it, man. My goodness. Man, oh, man. I, how could I forget this? Colorado <laughs> falls in double overtime to Stanford after once leading 29 oh, to nothing. What a collapse. Wow. Yeah, what a collapse. Second half collapse. They made it personal. They did. Io Manor. What a second half for him for Stanford. They come back when 46-43 in double overtime. Couple touchdowns for him. Uh, Excuse me. Three touchdowns for him in the second half in overtime combined. Uh, Stanford gets the win there in Boulder. 46-43. Unbelievable game there. A shocking upset. Yeah. Colorado falls to four and three on the year. Whew. If they're losing to Stanford at home, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. You know you are absolutely in trouble. The Bears have won. Yeah. Whew. Was that what the are you referencing the Stanford Cal game? Yeah. With the with the band on the field? Yeah. The band is out on the field. Yeah. This Cal time Stanford's band win. could uh, actually come out on the field. Yeah, dude. They could. Not they that time. Absolutely though. could. <laughs> But no, 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 not that time at all. Uh, <laughs> you see the uh, trombone of the tuba player that got destroyed on that play, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable on that play. Uh, rest of the weekend, though, Syracuse beat down Florida State 41-3 to down in Tallahassee. Georgia, Vanderbilt 37-20. The dog struggled against Vandy. Brock Bowers left that game with an injury there, um, dealing with some ankle problems. They're going to look at that. We'll see his status uh, for the upcoming weeks and the rest of the season. But, um, whew, man, oh, man. For him, Georgia, they stay unbeaten, though. Number one team in the country. Uh, Mitch, any thoughts on the dogs? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Yeah. I don't know what that was. I don't know. That kind of distracted me for a hot second. Yeah. I'm not um, sure what that noise I, was. Why? What is it about the last <laughs> ten minutes of this show? Yeah, dude, I don't know. It's always something. Always something weird. Yeah. It was odd. Um, yeah, it struggled, but uh, I don't know. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, very well could be, but I, I don't know. I don't know, man. They just don't look like the Georgia team we've seen. Yeah, it's not past. as dominant. Not not even close to as dominant. 
So, so I don't know. Who do you think wins this year, buddy? It's a tight race this year. There's a lot of teams in the mix. A lot of teams who could win it. Really, I, I'm, really I'm thoroughly invested in college football, much more than I typically am this year, because there's more than like two teams that have a chance. Yeah, it's a wide open year. That's I what think. I've. That's what I've always wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. I think any of the teams inside the top ten at this moment could win it. Sure. So, really, really do. Which yep. is wild to think that. Yeah, it's weird. Really, really is. I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right now. One second. Sorry, I, I'm pulling them up. I thought it was, but now I am. If I, if I look at the top ten, even Alabama, I think, could win the national championship. Alabama wins. No, boring. So, they could. Boring. I'm not saying they will. They could, though. Like like Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington with their impressive win over Oregon. We'll talk about that. Penn um, State. Round out the show. Penn State with their beatdown of UMass. They're undefeated. You know, how do they fare on Ohio State? We'll preview that Wednesday. Oklahoma, I mean, yeah, Oklahoma could. Texas, both I think could compete for a national championship. I'm still high on Oregon despite their loss. So they're a really talented team. UNC, I don't think they'll win the national title. Um, but really good season for them so far, 6-0. and And then Alabama at 6-1, and uh, just outside the top 10 at 11. So, I mean, so it's an open race, like you said. Wide open race. We'll see how it all finishes up. I mean, still a couple weeks to go in the regular season, going into week eight. Uh, of course, you know, halfway through now. Over, actually, kind of half with your name. Yeah, it's 15 weeks of the regular season. Some minor, minor so, news. I don't know if there was ever a doubt about it, but for any Chargers fans out there, uh, Joshua Palmer was officially made active tonight. Oh, there he we was go. questionable. He's now active. So, interesting note. 5-3 in the Rangers game. Really? Still? The bottom of the set. Oh, oh, wait. Was it 5-2? Yes. Okay. So what's the score now? Oh, 5-3. Five, 5-3. Five, three. Three. Michael Brantley doubled in Jordan Alvarez in the sixth. Alvarez Two run game. Yep. What inning is it? Sixth? Bottom seven. Bottom seven. Okay. Any base runners? Uh, no. Just started. Nivaldi, final line, six innings, three runs on... Let's look at it here. Six innings, three runs on five hits, nine Ks, one walk, two home runs allowed. Yeah, and uh, credit to Astros pitching after that early five runs. Um, kept it close, and the offense has climbed their way back in. A bloop and a blast, and we're tied. Exactly. So, hey, that game's not over yet. So Nine outs to get two runs. Absolutely. Um, more college football, though, uh, heading back to week seven. Sure. My phone would load. So I have all the scores pulled up. There we go. How are you feeling as a Florida State fan? I'm feeling good right now, man. Mr. Knowles. 6-0. We get a... Uh, who is it down this homestand? Why am I blanking? It is Duke. That's it. Under the lights, 730. Mm, that nice. be a good game. That should be a good game. So, Although Florida State is favored by two touchdowns. So I think you think that line's too big. Washington, Oregon, though, real no, quick. I, couple I think games, Florida State's very good this year. A couple games to end, the, uh, to, to end today's show. 36-33, Washington beat Oregon. I uh, you know, teased that one a little bit earlier. Michael Penix Jr., four touchdowns to one interception scheme, 302 yards. Dylan Johnson, a nice game on the ground. The Mississippi native running back, 100 yards and a touchdown. And the duo of Adunzi and Polk led the way for the Huskies receiving room in this one. Flip side for Oregon, man. Back and forth game, it, again, as close as you could expect between two very, very level teams in my mind. These teams are very even. I think this game showed it. But ultimately, 
the last minute touchdown with uh, with 138 to go from Penix to Dunsey, the the dagger for Oregon. Is this the dagger? Huskies win it. Yeah, it was the dagger. Okay. So answer the question. <gasps> Other notable games around Oklahoma State upset Kansas. Tennessee outlasted AM 20 to 13 at home. You pick Tennessee there. Yeah. Mitch Pitt upset Louisville um at home 38-21 wow. and time win for the Panthers. Uh, big loss for Jeff Brom and Louisville. And then Arizona rocks Washington State 44-6 on the road. Unreal in that one. UNC beats Miami at home 41-31, an impressive night slate. Mizzou improves at 6-1. Are they the second-best team in the SEC? East 38-21 for them. Brady Cook and that Tigers offense rolling. And DJ Uyunglele and the Oregon State Beavers 36-24. They take down a struggling true freshman quarterback in Dante Moore. But they're 6-1 as well. Don't count out the Beavers in the Pac-12. Finally, USC gets clobbered by Notre Dame in South Bend. 48-20, the Irish shock the college world and win it in a rout. Notre Dame was favored, but I don't think anyone expected them to win it by 28 points. Big-time bounce-back effort from Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame. Three interceptions thrown by Caleb Williams. First time in his career that he's thrown three picks in one game. Finished with under 200 passing yards. Overall, a rough game for the Trojans, Lincoln Riley's group has got to reel it in. Not out of things in the Pac-12 as this is an out-of-conference loss, but a beatdown in a rivalry game. They host Utah next week. Could be rough for could be rough for them there. They get Cal, then home to Washington at Oregon and home to UCLA the rest of the way. Tough schedule uh, for USC. I think a Pac-12 title game appearance unlikely in my estimation for USC. As for Notre Dame. Upcoming, they get Pitt, Clemson, Wake Forest, and Stanford. I think four winnable games very well. That a uh, ten and two finish in year two under Mark Streamitz in store. I gotcha. So, I agree. I agree with that. All righty. Well, go Phils, man. That, that's your take. Glad, we, glad we've geared you up with some sports in your mind. As uh, game one of the NLCS set to start in about just over an hour. Get excited. 8.07 start time. Zach Gallon, Zach Wheeler, Diamondbacks and Phillies. That is going to be on TBS? Yes, it is. TBS with uh, Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson sticking call. with the Phillies. Joe Davis currently calling game two of the ALDS. So While we're waiting. We'll give you one or final ALCS, update there. Sorry. One final update in the ALCS. Two out, nobody on in the seventh. Five, okay. three, Rangers. All right. They'll have two that, innings. That is going to take us to the end of today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening to this edition of Heavy Hitters here on KUR. We'll be back Wednesday night talking all things baseball playoffs previewing the weekend of NFL and college football, and, of course, some NHL talk as always. Until until Wednesday, take care. Enjoy game one of the NLCS. We'll Go Phils!